Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Florida's Fourth Estate. My co-anchor, Matt Austin, is off this week. I'm Ginger Gadsden. We have so much to talk about because we just got through with the Thanksgiving holiday and people spent time with their families, even though they weren't supposed to. So we're going to talk about ways we can maybe uh, mitigate some of the damage at moving forward into the Christmas holiday season. And to talk about that is Dr. Candace Jones. She is an Orlando pediatrician. Thank you so much for being here with us. We really appreciate your time. When you saw the numbers of people traveling for Thanksgiving, what did you think? Wow. When I saw the news and I saw all the people at the airports, I was like, wow. I could think surge. I was thinking in two weeks, we are going to the astronomical numbers on top of what is already astronomical. So yeah. that's what I, <laughs> yeah. And Dr. Anthony Fauci said, we're going to see a surge on top of a surge. And just to put things in perspective, Florida just crossed its 1 millionth coronavirus case just a few days ago, as we're recording this, it happened earlier in the week. And so by the time people see this, it will be a million plus. What is your concern moving forward? Because people obviously didn't do what they were asked to do for Thanksgiving. And Christmas sometimes is an even bigger holiday for a lot of families to get together. What is your fear moving forward? You know, that this continues, that we're gonna have a long, hard winter, that hospitals are going to be overburdened. Some already are. That more people, unfortunately, are going to get very sick and die. Um, those are my fears, and I hate to fear monger, but it's the reality that what has already been going on that is really tough is going to exponentially increase. Yeah. And so how, as a pediatrician, how are you telling parents to handle a conversation with their kids? Because, you know, many of them are expecting to see grandma and grandpa if they don't live in a multi, uh, you know, uh, a multifamily home already. They're expecting to do what they usually do for Christmas. And that is a big part of it, getting together and seeing the other generations of your family. How should mom and dad start to tackle that conversation right now? Yeah, and I think that's key, what you just said. I think that we should, all, if you hadn't already, be preparing our children for what's to come when it comes to this pandemic. Um, we should be telling them about COVID, obviously, age appropriately. We should be um, telling them, you know, prepping them for Thanksgiving is coming up, Christmas is coming up, and you know we have to do it differently. But putting it in a positive, creative, fun light, we have to be safe, right? Mm -hmm. Don't you and since we have to be safe, what do you guys think we could do to have fun, enjoy the holiday together, but safe? And then you let them brainstorm and be a part of that planning so they can own it. And yeah. kids are very creative <laughs> and they will come up with some wonderful ideas for everyone to be safe, but enjoy the holiday. Have a new Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Is it also necessary to talk to them? Because, you know, kids, their big questions, you say, well, you can't do this, but why? Is, you know, 
is it necessary to tell them, because it is a pretty morbid reason why they can't go and see some of their other relatives. Do you want to tell them as far as, well, grandma or grandpa could die? How far do you go? Yeah, you know, and you have to tackle that age appropriately. Um, so my three-year-old um, doesn't understand death, you know. She hears die or someone died or she yeah. hears words like that, but she doesn't get it, right? Yeah. So children around that age and younger wouldn't get that, but she surely understands getting sick or not feeling well or having a tummy ache or having to go to the hospital because she goes to see the doctor. And so when I tell her, you can't go see your friend Ella because the virus is making people sick and I don't want you to get sick. She goes, okay. So when the virus, and she'll ask me, you know, is the virus still there? Are people <laughs> still sick? And I go, yes, Marley, you know, and I go, so we have to wait a little longer. Okay, mommy that's all they need is an age appropriate explanation and they will follow us and believe us and trust us. Okay. So that's great. It, an age appropriate explanation for families who understand the seriousness of the virus, right? That's right. But, that's right. but we know there are those families who don't quite understand and you hear them say, oh, the younger kids aren't as vulnerable. So it's okay for them to travel. The children are safe. So it's okay for them to travel. How do you get through to those parents who may not even begin to have that conversation with their kids? Right. You know, some people we just can't reach and we're just praying for them. <laughs> <laughs> we got to do more than pray though. We got we to gotta, we gotta really get to them. <laughs> we're still, we're trying to reach them, but you know, we're going to get we're not going to give up, but that's coming out of there too. But you know, this is a great conversation, especially for adolescents and young adults, because it's tough for them just to stay in the house and, and, and be super safe and modify their life and their activities. But I think it's important, and I've been able to reach that age group by saying it's not just you. You're right, you will do well more than likely, right? Mm -hmm. But you can spread this virus. You can give this infection to someone else, even though you will do well. And that could be your Uncle Jake, who is sick with cancer. That could be your grandmother, who is in an at-risk age group. And so we have to think about not just ourselves. It's not about me. It's about we. Mm -hmm. And so we need to explain it from that truly public health um, standpoint. Yeah. And for families who, because, you know, there are families who are together and they've been together for a while. So they're in their safe zone, their safe bubble, and they will have a, a gathering and there will be some people from the outside. But if you are doing everything you possibly can, like, for example, people had Thanksgiving dinner outside, right? And that was one of the things recommended, but there were still uh, missteps or misunderstandings as to, okay, we're outside. Do we still need to wear a mask while we're outside? Do we still need to stay six feet apart while we're, can you just kind of lay some of that foundation down so we all are on the same page? Yes, yes, I certainly can. You know, at this point, this virus is so prevalent across the nation that the CDC is recommending that we not gather with individuals even outside of our households. Mm 
and that's pretty strict, right? So that's the lowest risk activity to stay within your household. So if you want to be as safe as possible, you just celebrate the holiday with your household members, okay? <laughs> now you can get creative and we'll talk about that more later, later I'm sure, to engage other family members and friends. Mm-hmm. Then you go into moderate risk. And this is what you mentioned where some family said, okay, well, we have this pod. There's another family that we may do school with or friends or family members that are being safe, right? And we're still going to get together with them, but we're going to take it outside. Yes, you still need to social distance. Yes, you need to wear your mask outside of when you're eating, which should be social, socially distanced. And then the outside is the ventilation factor. That would lower your risk. And that's more moderate risk because you're around other people outside of your household. But if they are truly following and being safe like you, it's fairly safe. Now, if you bring in a college student that's been away at college, but oh, he's your, it's your child, right? Yeah. Then preferably you would have talked to that individual and say, have them to quarantine. This is what's been recommended 14 days or they come in. Now, if they drive in, they can be safe, you know, not stop at places. Or if they do stop, just wear their mask and be super safe. If they travel by air or bus, then they've already potentially been exposed. So that kind of throws that out the window. So there's so many scenarios to walk through and consider. And the cdc.gov website uh, for slash coronavirus has some of these um, scenarios there to walk you through to how to be safe. But that's moderate risk. And then high risk, of course, is just, oh, I'm not worried about it. I'm going to be with my family. We're going to get together how and when we want to. Everybody's grabbing at the buffet. No social distance. You know, that's high risk. Yeah. Yeah. But you have you have some people who are very responsible. Right. But they have a kid in college and they haven't hugged their kid in a long time. And you can't tell me you're going to get those people to say, "Okay, welcome home. We're going to set you up in your room or you're going to be here for a while and we're going to continue to remain socially. I mean, you just aren't getting parents who are willing or even able to do that. And we all understand that. But why is it so important that they, you know, you really have to drill down on that? Yes, it's so important because the risk, the risk are real, you know, the risks are real. And like I said, again, this virus is so prevalent right there across the nation that if you've traveled, if you've been at college, if you've been around people that are outside of your household, you are increasing your risk of getting this infection. And so again, you would want that family member to uh, quarantine for about two weeks before they get to you. Um, and if they can get a test prior to getting to you, that would help you out a little bit with lowering those risks. So those are some of uh, your options. How are you feeling about the news of different vaccines becoming available? And now we just got word this week that the UK will be the first one to roll out. I believe it's the Pfizer vaccine and they're gonna start taking those in about a, a week from now or next week. How do you feel about that and where we are here in the States? Because the FDA has not approved it here in the States yet. And our process is a lot more stringent than, than other processes. So how do you feel? 
You know, I'm eager. Um, you know, I have my hesitancy like everyone else because we still have to look at all of that final data and information um, to make sure it's we feel it's safe and effective to recommend it and take it ourselves, me being a healthcare worker. Um, but I am looking forward to it. This is just one tool in our tool belt to fight um, this infection and to decrease the spread of this infection. But it's not going to be an instantaneous fix. So I am eager for it to hurry up and come because that's moving us forward in the right direction. So yeah. Okay. And so let's talk a little bit about, you said we could talk about being creative and getting the kids involved in, in planning something and almost making them feel like, okay, they're, they're taking charge of how Christmas is going to go with some of the relatives they would normally see in person. Give us a, some examples or ideas. Yes, yes. So the, the point is like have fun and creative, but also keep those risks low. So safety and creativity and fun. Okay. So what I would say is, um, you know, if you're really following the rules and you want to stay within your household, but your kids are missing family members, then you want to create a lot of fun in the house. Um, and so that could be anything from, you know, Christmas music, Christmas movies, Christmas treats, baking and cooking together, doing arts and crafts, just keeping your kids busy so they're not, you know, griping about what they're missing, right? And just having fun getting outside and doing some holiday things, decorating, right? Then you want to bring in family members. They're, I know they miss their grandparents or their favorite cousin, and so do the grandparents. And so we can have virtual get-togethers. We can um, show off our decorations or we can decorate together virtually. We can have our meal together or talk about what we're grateful for. We can open Christmas gifts together. So there's so many things we can do um, through FaceTime, through Zoom, through all of these different platforms yeah. to still stay connected, but safely apart. Yeah. And it's important just to have the kids engaged in that. What other advice would you give to families? Could it, a lot of them are struggling right now. And some of them, you know, they went home for Thanksgiving or had huge gatherings and they're feeling kind of guilty. So right. maybe they want to do a little better for Christmas. So right. what's your advice to them? Right. Just, you know, please, you know, if you got away this last time and you're well, and you didn't get sick, don't take for granted. Don't have that false sense of security that'll happen next time mm -hmm. um, to help cure some of the, you know, antsiness and stir crazy at home. Auto audio books are awesome. Uh, picking up a hobby. You know, I've been listening to some audio books. I've been um, I started an arrow garden. <laughs> I've done some things in the house for sure. <laughs> exercise. Another thing as far as giving back for the holidays that'll really warm your heart is to reach out to, you know, some of those church members or elderly members in your community or family members, you know, order them some groceries, set up a meal delivery for them, um, donate to some of these toy drives, just order some toys to be dropped off. If you have someone in your neighborhood that's alone, um, you can make them food and all those treats you're going to be doing at home with your family, you can just drop it at their door with a nice note and knock and say, I left you something, yeah. and, you know, without, you know, going in and seeing them per se. Um, you can drive by and say, we're outside, wave, you know, <laughs> and you're at the end of the driveway and chat and talk. Um, so, so there's so many things we can do to still stay connected. And that's the point. 
Yeah, you know, and you bring up an excellent point about maybe doing something to help other people because it takes you outside of yourself and thinking, oh, woe is me, I'm so lonely. And it really, it's good for everyone if we all are participating in what's happening around us in our community. And a case in point, Dr. Jones, is recently, you know, we have the, we have the Angel Tree program here at, at New Six, right? And so we can't do it the way we've normally done it. So we had a phone bank to try and raise money. So no angel would be forgotten. Last year, we raised $32,000. This year, because people have been sitting at home and wanting to help other people, we got $200,000. Wow. I, I know. <laughs> like people just want an avenue to help and they don't know how to help and you gave some really great examples just now of, of reaching out to, to other people what a blessing and there's so many people hungry um and so there are wonderful organizations to help feed families local churches are doing great with feeding families for the holidays there's so many children in need and and won't get a wonderful christmas so we can help some of those families i know that's what we're doing in our family this year so absolutely that warms the heart that gives us a sense of purpose and it'll, it'll help you do some shopping. So you don't have to go out and get this stuff. You can go online yep. and think about the family you're helping and the kids you're helping and just order to your heart's content. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, and we've been in this for a long time. And one of the things that a lot of families started doing, cause back in March, the weather was nice. So they were going on lots of bike rides and hikes and then summer came and it was too hot to do anything. So now that it's changing around again, we are starting to see some fall temps. What do you recommend families just get, just do stuff as much as they possibly can just outside exercise? Absolutely. Exercise is, is good for so many reasons, but it does help to elevate our mood, to keep us physically healthy, mentally healthy, emo everything. And so getting the family out is key. That good vitamin D from the sun, <laughs> all of that stuff. And even though it's cooler now, that's the easy fix with just the light jacket. It's not freezing by any means here in Florida. So we still can get out and ride our bikes and, and just enjoy nature. My family now this past weekend, we went up to, I think it was Gemini Spring Park, and we took a different hike than we'd done before. And it was really neat to see a different area. Um, and we really enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like with the little ones, you can, you know, play games like you spot different animals or, you know, creatures and things like that. That would be just a, a cool thing for them to do. That's right. Absolutely. Okay. It's so many teachable moments when you yeah. just, yeah. Okay, so is there anything else, if you had just a couple of minutes to, to get the word out to people who may not believe that this is something that we have, the likes of which we have never seen before, and it is no joke, what do you say to them going into the Christmas season? You know, I would say my heart goes out to all of us. We're all experiencing this together. I know that the holidays is an important time in all of our lives to be with family, spend time together, spread cheer, give back. And a, a huge part of that is being together. Um, however, we're in the midst of something we've never been in before, this COVID-19 pandemic, and it is real. Um, and I don't want anyone to, to be stuck on the short term and miss the long-term picture that could save your life or make a difference for a family member or someone else. So I just 
just appeal to everyone to think more long-term and just find a creative way to still meet your needs with connection and family and fun. Um, but be safe, be safe because this is real. Our numbers are rising, rising, rising. We're, we haven't done a great job so far with cutting down the spread within our communities. We're number three in the, in, in the nation as far as Florida State. Uh, yeah, we're and behind so, uh, Texas and, and California. That's right. We have work to do. This is not okay. And so we have to take this seriously. And doing the right thing this Christmas is going to be very important to make the difference for how our winter goes as far as this pandemic and our health care uh, crisis concern. I always tell people we have to address this public health crisis in order to recover economically. You can't do it without addressing the health uh, crisis right now. So we've got to do that. Yeah, we all got to buckle down. We all have to do our part or else we're going to find ourselves in this vicious cycle and it's never right. going to end. Oh my gosh. Dr. Candace Jones, thank you so much for joining us. I'm glad you were able to have a, a great and safe Thanksgiving. And I hope your Christmas is also the same. Thank you for your great advice and your time. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. All right. This has been another edition of Florida's Fourth Estate. We'll see you guys next week.